Hi TJS, really pleased to be here with Trish. Trish, tell us your name, your rank, your serial number, what is it that you do? Hey Jode, thank you so much for having me here on TJ. Hi everybody. So my name is Trish Yule. I'm actually based out of Chicago here in the United States and I help organizations and teams actually build analytical capability usually around people related functions. So learning and performance, project management, change management, those sorts of things. Fantastic. And you are going to be a speaker on our TJ Wow webinar, which is the discussion point really in your kind of home area. What does AI, artificial intelligence, mean for L&D's role in organisations? Is it all doom and gloom and the robots are taking over? Well, I think it's, you know, it's a really interesting question from that particular standpoint. And I think on the one hand, um, I, I really like something that Jacob Morgan said in his book about the employee experience advantage. And what he said was, this isn't a matter of the robots taking over. This is a matter of the robots and automation finally taking over the routine tasks that were for the robots and automation all along. And it's just that we didn't have the technology, we didn't have the robots and the automation to be able to do those tasks before, so humans did it. So this isn't a matter of, in some cases, the robots and AI coming in and taking over stuff from us as humans. It's actually allowing us as humans to step into the value curve where we most belong. And that is a number of very humanistic types of traits and capabilities that the robots are not going to be able to deliver on. So does this mean the AI and other associated stuff is going to free me up to go and do stuff I'm better at. And what kind of stuff is it going to do? And what stuff am I going to do? So that's a great question because it depends on number one, what you're better at and number two, what your preference is. So for somebody who is very focused as let's say an instructional designer on the creation of instruction and training materials, then automation is going to rock your world in a way that's probably not going to be your preference because that's one of the heavy lifting tasks that actually AI and other forms of automation are really going to take over from us as humans, um, to coin a phrase or to turn a phrase. Um, if you're a person who likes to connect with other people, if you're a person who likes to figure out people impact, if you're a person in your a learning professional who likes to work with organizations to solve business problems, then this is going to be for you. Right. This means that you're going to be on the other side of the curve and being able to use the AI algorithms and the analytical output in a way that helps you facilitate empathy, people impact, business results, performance support and those types of things. So, again, it depends on your identity and what it is that you like to do. So why are people so worried about this? You know, the, the narrative is the robots are taking over. You know, have people just watched um, television too much? Or why is it we're worrying so much about AI? Well, and I think we should, because, you know, if you look at any change model out there, right, any change model out there. So if you're talking about John Carter or you're talking about going back to Kurt Lewin, it all starts with chaos. Right. And we have to be thrown into a state of chaos in order to get the energy of change. And so I talk about things like, you know, we're kind of used to going in our own little orbit. And in order to get escape velocity, to get out of that orbit and to move on to the next thing, we have to have something that we're moving away from. 
And so if moving away from is, oh my gosh, the robots are coming and it's going to disrupt the workplace and it's going to eliminate my job, we should very much pay attention to that and we should very much pay attention to the fact that, yeah, that is happening and we need to move away from. Now, the other part of any change management model is that we need to then have something to move towards. And so if the vision for success and what it is that we in our industry in learning and performance move towards next is again appealing and something that we're motivated to do, then there are visions and there are pathways for being able to do that. So I think the fear is real and we should respect that and we should use it as a tool to fuel our own escape velocity to be able to shift ourselves into new behaviors, new skills and new roles within the organizations that we serve and the people that we serve. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense to me. And and if it doesn't make sense to people listening to this, well, they can come to our webinar and discuss it with you in more detail, which would be really good. Um, so, so think about the life of an average L&D trainer or average L&D instructional designer. Is it their job to prepare for that future and to know how those roles are gonna change? Is it the L&D manager, director, is it the, the all maybe the directors and organizations and the CEOs that are running those organizations that need to prepare for that? Also an excellent question. So when we're talking about artificial intelligence, particularly as a trend, this is a trend that supersedes L&D. This is happening around the world. I mean, some people are calling it the fourth industrial revolution, right? So this is as significant of a change that's coming in from external pressure that's putting pressure on us internal to the L&D function, but it's coming from the outside in much the way as the computer revolution changed things in the 1990s within the workplace and even at home, right, with our personal lives and the computerization of everything. So this is bigger than us. And so that pressure means that the remit for who has responsibilities for preparing the organization, for preparing fit and ready workforce, for preparing the learning function is it's all of us. It's up to all of us to have an understanding that we have visibility into this is happening, that there are tools both um, internal to our organizations and external to our organizations available, such as TJ Wow, right? Webinars like this and being able to do these types of events that if we have the awareness that there are ways that we can go ahead and prepare ourselves and that is very much part of any go forward in any kind of capacity is that we have to take more accountability more responsibility of our own professional development over time and utilize whatever level of tools and access to resources we have completely agree with that and that's exactly the reason why tj wow exists is to look at those different topics and, and have that discussion so in terms of AI and, and what we're doing on an everyday basis, how, what kind of tools are there already that I could use? I mean, I know there's Anders Pink for curation, Filtered have got a great AI tool. What other things might I already be using that I either don't know are AI or I do know and, and I'm just using them on an everyday basis? So I, I, I want to take us out of learning and development or learning and performance out of training for a moment and just consider how AI is reshaping our world overall. Because if we pay attention to what's happening outside of our function and pay attention to how AI is kind of creeping into other parts of our lives, then we can kind of see like what the impact is going to be on us within the learning function. 
So that being said, one of the things that I think people should pay attention to actually has to do with feature specification. So what I mean by that is on my iPhone, as of last year, my photos started to self-organize. They are now automatically organizing themselves into albums by, you know, photos with Joe Cook. Here's, you know, Trish and Joe together at these different events or different locations that I go to, like when I'm doing my triathlon training, like I'm at a particular park and now it's organizing all on its own. The software in my iPhone is being able to identify what's happening in those photos. Now, here's the thing about that. That's called feature specification. Technology can't actually visualize photos in the same way that we can as humans. It's not looking at, oh, that's Joe and that's Trish. It's looking at the data behind it. And so the sophistication in the technology and the AI algorithms that are required in order to make that happen actually exceeds human capability. So what that means is a human did not sit down and program instruction for the iPhone to be able to have that capability. The algorithm learned over time how to do that on its own. And is that we, not just the scary bit though? Yeah. <laughs> is that not the scary bit? But, but we have it and we go, oh cool, like all my photos with Joe are like now all together, but we're not thinking about what the implications of that are. And a last quick one, I have Alexa, I have an Amazon Echo who probably just perked up now hearing her name. <laughs> and I, you know, I've been adding things to my to-do list and to my grocery list, right? So when I say, you know, Alexa add eggs or Alexa add milk, that makes sense to me, right? That again, a human could have programmed those words for Alexa to recognize. But we have mouthwash here in the United States called Listerine. And I said to Alexa the other day, hey Alexa, add Listerine. And she was like adding Listerine to the, to the shopping list. The natural languaging programming or processing, NLP, that is again involved in that level of sophistication in understanding that kind of word within that context, again, is a sophistication that exceeds human capability. So if we have these everyday devices, our smartphones, and many of us now with these voice controlled IoT devices, in our personal lives, that are running this service and these algorithms basically for free, right? I mean, they're part of our standard subscriber package. Then how can those same technologies be leveraged for learning internal to an organization? And what parts of our roles and tasks does it then eliminate? interesting things that you've got going on there Trish thank you and I must admit my Amazon Echo I don't think has got natural language processing because it doesn't seem to understand a thing I say or the commands I want it to <laughs> uh, but that's a whole other kind of issue uh, Trish thank you so much we're going to discuss this more on Tuesday 15th of May 10 a.m UK time what time will it be where you are when you are attending this event I have no idea because I'll be in Auckland <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in New Zealand at a conference, keynoting a conference. So I have no idea what time it's going to be there. I think it's at, I think it's, yeah. I think it's yeah, at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, something like yeah, that. So really right. appreciate you staying up late for us. Uh, now, Trish, where can people find you on, on the interweb and on the Twitters if they want to go and follow you? Yeah, thanks so much. So on LinkedIn is probably the best way to get connected. And on Twitter is at Trish Yule. So all of my social media is 
Trish Ewell, T-R-I-S-H-U-H-L. Yay cake. Thank you very much, Trish, and we'll speak to you soon.